Hi, welcome to the Beauty Ever New podcast. It has been a while since we have done anything, and so I wanted to be the first one to tell you that we're back. We are back, and we are better than ever. Stick around. So as I was saying earlier, we have been away for a while, and of course, part of this was the pandemic. Part of this was just life. I had a baby last year in April in the middle of everything. And really, there was just too much going on for us to put a podcast on top of. But then with the new year came, you know, kind of new hopes, new horizon. And so here we are in the summer, and we thought, let's get going. Let's start again. And so the first thing that you'll notice that is different is, of course, you're watching me on a video which we had never done before. This was only an audio podcast. So for those listening, only an audio won't be as different for you guys, but even for you, it'll be different. But the big difference is there's video. So that's new. We're gonna try it out, see how it works. The other thing that you'll notice that is different is our typical format was kind of the round table interview where we would have a guest and Chris and I would interview the guest and, and have a conversation. That's going to continue. We will, we will keep doing that. But we're also going to try some new things. And part of us trying new things is just trying to get more content out there in smaller bite-sized pieces, as well as more variety of content, because there's a lot to talk about in the world of architecture. And we want to make sure that we you know, let you uh, take advantage of everything. So this is a new format. What you're watching today is the first in a series that we're going to call our non-cathedra segment. There's ex-cathedra and then there's non-cathedra. This is the latter. <laughs> this is the non-cathedra segment where basically Chris and I will just share our thoughts, share things that you know are coming up in, in our lives, whether it's through an article that we read, or something at work, building that we saw that we want to just talk about and kind of share our thoughts on. You know, one way to think about this segment is going to be almost like a captain's log, where we're just checking in with you, telling you what's on our mind, and sharing how we're processing these big ideas about architecture. So that's what this segment is going to be about, and we hope you enjoy it. Um, you know, let us know on on the various social media platforms if you like it, if you want to hear more, or if we should change things up. But this will be one of the new segments that you're going to see. Uh, there will be more new stuff that I'm not going to tell you about just yet because I want to surprise you because we're still working on it. So, uh, but I hope that this, uh, this new segment, which will come out weekly, will be something that you enjoy and that you uh, are able to, to watch. All right. Well, without further ado, I want to jump into it. So today, the first non-cathedra for me is going to be on hospitality. I've been wanting to do this for a while. Hospitality as it relates to architecture. Because I think that one thing that we could all agree on is that we could be more welcoming at our parishes. That when sometimes you visit a parish, especially if it's a big parish, you can feel lost. You can feel like you, know, you don't know anybody. And when these parishes get so big, you can go to mass 
and slip in and slip out without anyone even noticing that you were there. And so part of what we have to begin to do is rethink how we approach hospitality and, and architecture is no exception. So, you know, the day that this really hit home for me was oddly enough, we uh, were on vacation in San Francisco with my family, with my parents, and then my, my family, my wife and children. And we were trying to find a place to eat in a new city where we had no idea where to go. And we found a place in downtown San Francisco. And it was this kind of strange place where you kind of had to go down almost into a basement. It was one of those half basements. You walk down the steps, you go in, you know, you tell the, obviously this is all pre-COVID, you tell the, um, you know, not the waiter, but the concierge, I don't, I don't know, the person at the front desk, you know, that you need a table, they uh, get it ready for you and then you go. Well, the strangest thing happened to me. So as we were going to our table, I began to notice something different about this restaurant. And then when we sat down, everything suddenly clicked. And what I realized was that every single piece of this environment that I was in had been thought about. The plates on the table, the silverware, the glasses, the wine bottles on the walls, the materials on the walls, the lighting. Someone had thought about every piece of this experience, of this restaurant. And it just really hit me. It was so nice. It was so beautiful how it all went together. The wood of the, of the uh, there was like a plate underneath a plate. Yeah, I don't, I'm sure there's a fancy name for it, but the silverware related to the plate, the glass related to the silverware. I mean, everything just went together in this ensemble that was like beautiful. And I just thought to myself, this is why architecture matters. Because when you do this, when you're intentional and think about all the little things, you feel cared for. You can feel cared for. You know, there, there's something visible and tangible about hospitality in that way. So then let me give you another example. So my parish, Our Lady of Walsingham, I'm going to brag on them because they do things really well. They are so good about hospitality. You know, one of the reasons that we ended up going there was because it was a parish in which the first time we went, we didn't just have one person. We had several people come up to us and say, hey, you're new. We haven't seen you before. Welcome. So much so that we were kind of weirded out by it. Like, really? Who are you? You know, but there was something about that. So that was, a, you know, kind of the first layer. Now let's go deeper. Then there's the way that the church is set up and laid out. The fact that when you drive into the campus, you know where the front door is. You know where the church is supposed to be entered because there's a tower that is visible, that is easy to discern. And then there's a beautiful big Gothic arch door that lets you know, this is where I go in. So hospitality begins from the moment that you're driving next to the campus because you once again, it's almost like everything was prepared for you, for you to come in, for you to know where to go and for you to head that way. 
Let's go further. In the liturgy, the way that a church does a liturgy is related to hospitality. Why? Because think about the last time you had guests over at your house. What do you do? You have this, this instinct that you need to clean your house, especially my, you know, my wife. She wants to clean the house. Why? I mean, it's just our friends. You know, we see them all the time. Yes, but there's something about hosting people. That cleaning up for them is how you prepare the way. That's how you show them that you care. You know, so especially if you're having someone that doesn't come over to your house very often, you might bring out you know, your best china. You might have, you might use placemats, which you never otherwise use. You might have a special dessert. You might have special drinks. You might make special food. Why do we do all of this? Because that is how we show we care. That's how we tell people that they're important. So this same concept of hospitality, which is a very powerful way to honestly show someone that you care, extends into the liturgy. Think about how a church puts on a liturgy. The level of care, the attention to the music, to the vestments, and yes, even to the architecture of the church, makes you feel loved when you go to a church where all of those details are taken care of and thought about. It makes you feel like they laid all of this out for you. They prepared all of this for you. That's a powerful message. That's a powerful symbol. And I really feel like we need to think of our liturgies, our campus plan, our architecture, our church architecture, in terms of hospitality. How are we showing people the love of Christ through how we prepare the liturgy, how we build our buildings, and how we plan our campuses? All of that adds up and conveys love in all of the unspoken ways that no word and no, no mere action can accomplish. So another thing, and this I actually heard from Johnny Ivey, the, the designer, the famous Apple designer who you know, really is credited for doing most of the really awesome products that Apple has been putting out for years. And so one of the kind of controversial things that sometimes people would question about Apple and would question Steve Jobs about is Steve Jobs was adamant that the inside of an iPhone, the way that it was laid out, the way that the circuits and everything was connected and so on, that it also needed to be beautiful. And people were like, but why? Like, it doesn't matter. No one will ever see the inside of an iPhone. Why is it important? that it also be beautiful. And so Johnny Ivey in his interview was watching responds and he says, the reason why we believe it is important to not only think about the exterior of a design, but the interior, even how the circuits are laid out is because we believe that people can sense that they are being cared for, that they are being loved through the care and love that was taken to design this product that even though they can't see it, they can sense that they are cared for. 
and coming from Johnny Ivey, again, an Apple designer, I found that to be super powerful. And it honestly has affected how I think about design, how I think about both church design, but really just architecture in general. It has changed how I think about it because all of a sudden I, I thought to myself, all that time that you spend trying to work out the plan so that it is symmetrical and beautiful and laid out, and all the times people have told you, well, why are you spending so much time? Like no one's ever gonna see this part of the building or that part of the building. Well, the reality is that I do believe that people can sense when a building was thought about. People can sense when there was care and love taken for every piece of the building. I think people can really sense that. And I, I invite you and I, and I challenge you to then stretch that throughout the built, the built environment, right? Think about it in terms of your house. Yes, think about it in terms of when you have guests over and wanting to be welcoming, but think about it in terms of the liturgy. What are we telling people when they come to Mass on Sundays with the way that we prepare the liturgy? What are we telling people when they come to Mass on Sunday with the way that we built our church? Let's think about that. Let's be intentional. Let's challenge ourselves to show the love of Christ through how we prepare and care in the liturgy, in church, in our homes, and yes, even in the design of a campus. So I'll leave you with that. Just some thoughts about hospitality and how we may be you know, needing to maybe rethink how we approach all of these aspects and how they all kind of you know, get, unite and come back to this notion of preparation, of hospitality. So I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, well, I'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye-bye.